Hi and welcome back to the Made to Parade podcast on our brand new second season and also the second part of our opening episode with Andy McAdam from the Black Skull in Glasgow. We have had an absolutely amazing response to the first part of this um, episode. So folks, thank you very much. You have been listening to this in your droves and I'm blown away um, by the support. You've obviously really connected with what Andy has to say and you're obviously really interested in the history of the band. And we're going to continue on with that um, vein of thought in this episode today. Um, Andy will explain more about how they've developed their sound and move into some of the things around the you know that they had planned for the the 40th anniversary and just maybe some of his his hopes and stuff for the bond going in to the future as well so as always sit back relax and enjoy the second part of our very first episode and we pick things up with Andy here after the bond have uh moved from the the blue uniform and uh, talking about the changes that happened whenever they moved into the red uniform and released the, their second tape. And the other thing is then, you obviously took that up a notch whenever you switched from the blue to the red uniforms and you released your second tape and you made a stylistic change there that I think is still in effect today. You introduced a, a style of drumming and a and I think you've progressed immensely from your first LP through to the second one that has had a major influence still on the band scene today. Is that, was that, again, another part of that natural evolution, or was there, was there something else driving you at that point? No, it was just, just natural. It was just the progression that the band was going. And if you look at the band for the first LP, going on to the second LP, um, there were... Bearing in mind, as you'll be aware, these recordings were they wanted to come out to be um, philharmonic orchestral pieces. They were money makers. Mm-hmm. That was the reason for it. They were made to make money to pay for these uniforms and so forth. Um, but one of the, the traits that happened through that time was with the blue uniforms, the band was playing some me- melody marches, albeit it was only B flat. Um, a melody part. There was no counters or anything like yeah. that. And um, we were playing. And what actually developed, as we were talking about earlier, before you pressed the record button about the mile. Well, the mile was playing a, a few B marches, and basically what had happened in that era, as I said, I was very close, a very close friend to Alec at the time, and it soon became apparent. And Alec stated this to me because we had a wee bit of run on it at one time about something. The Mile started being renowned for a lot of the wee ditties and wee fancy tunes. And we were getting more recognised for playing the marches like the Diners Delight and the Children's Love, etc, etc. And it became apparent that we were mere the, the march type of band and they were mere the jigs and reel type band. And that's the way it went. So the Mile never competed with us with marches. Um, I wouldn't say we didn't compete with in the ditches because we, without sounding uh, arrogant, whatever, but there was quite a few tunes that me and William used to sit and work out. It was I telling you who was in the band, William Muir. We used to sit and work out tunes and play tunes and try this and try that. And he ended up adopting his own style on them and took them to the mile and played them with the mile. And some of the pieces were, were, were cracking wee pieces, but it became quite obvious 
that we were going to do mere, not as a melody band, but we played mere marches and they did. Uh-huh. And they realised that, went, no, well, we'll stick to this. And, we st- and the further we went, we started to get in, obviously, more heavy. But not forget my roots, i.e., our respect of the music we played. We could flip the coin. We could play the melody. We could play the Blood and Thunder. We could play the jigs. We could play the reels. But there was never anything intentional. It was just an evolution thing. The further we got, the drum section was getting better. There was better ideas. And we were learning. Because the thing about over here was, which people are unaware. Everything within the band is the vast, vast percentage of it is self-taught. I've had to learn the vast majority myself. There has been a couple of people who have helped us out, which you can talk about later. But at the end of the day, in those days, there wasn't anybody who would tell. Nobody would tell me um, about uh, all the drum rudiments, i.e. ratamatoos, flams, drags, paradiddles. We didn't know what they were, just as we didn't know within the foot scenario, the different ranges, etc., etc. So it was an evolution process. We were learning, we were listening. I was listening to all sorts of bands, pipe bands, brass bands, military bands, and you were getting ideas from them, and you were collecting those ideas. And, and as I said to you before, you need a springboard to come up with some sort of ideas. Yeah. And as, as a wee example, with the blue uniforms, we had a colour party. We back in those days when we'd done that, no band in the province or even over here had the description colour party. They had flags, yeah. but nobody walked them. But the point, see that idea, that idea of a colour party came from the, the couple of years that we walked in Sandy Row. And if you ever watch Sandy Row's colour party, they are one of the smartest on the planet. Mm-hmm. And that's where the idea came from. Because I remember the guys were right colour party, get them ready, blah, blah, blah. And these guys all come up with the big standards and the glass. And that's where the idea came from. So what I'm saying is, there's got to be a springboard for you to get to, to, to where you want to get type thing. You may develop it and change it and so forth. But no, it, it really was just evolution as, as, as that's how it came about. Yeah, no, and, and for me, it, 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 it's, it was such a, a, a for me, that, that second, that second tape or second LP, whatever way you want to look yeah. at it, was just, for me, was inf- so influential. I mean, in regards to the, the scene here and stuff, you know what I mean? I know I'd have been still in the, the Pride of the Raven at that time and stuff, and I remember listening to this and I was like, oh my God, what's going on here? <laughs> this is absolutely fantastic and stuff, you know, in terms of the paradiddles and stuff. And yeah. Then, I think he's going to introduce things like green sleeves and things yeah. like that. And, yeah. you know, and then for me, it was the versatility that he's displayed, you know, the ability yeah. to, to jump from these, you know, jigs and reels and, and, and play marches as well. Yeah. You know, there was a, and, and play it with a, you know, like a competence, you know, yeah. that was, you know, what was missing from some of those, but would have been considered blood and thunder bonds, you know, and, yeah, and, and I think he's did, he's, he's made a massive change to the, to the scene here. And I suppose right across, in Scotland as well. I mean, he's 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 have influenced a mass amount of people, and as I say, even today, you know that that trace of you know the style of drumming that a lot of Blood and Thunder bands use today, yeah. uh, for me, has its roots back, and that's that second tape of yours, and uh, 
I mean, you know, where would the think about it? It would be, you know, where would the bond seat be if that hadn't happened? You know what I mean? And I, I think, you know, for Paris, I know you're saying you didn't set out to do that, but he's he's have had a major, major influence um, in terms of the scene here, you know, and yeah. in general. So I, it's it's great to be having the conversation because these are questions I've always had in my head, you know, and I never really had a chance to be asked and find out, you know, and then. He's progressed yet again. I know he's did a live and kick him, but for me, the one that re- he's moved into some stuff there because he's always really seemed to be influenced by Sousa's marches and things. I know he's always yeah. hit a lot of his stuff, and yeah. and then I think it was 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 on the quarter deck the fourth one that he's did. Um. I think so, Glenn. I think so. Yeah. And that was where the guards thing really came in to play yeah. whenever you hit that. How did you because obviously you were saying that's something that you were thinking about way back, even whenever yeah. the board used became black school. Was yeah. there something that consciously that happened there within the bond that you said now's the time for us to really take this influence on and run with it? Once again, it was just an evolution of, of things that had happened and um just uh, hard to explain but it, it was just it really was certain people being in a certain place at a certain time and so forth and so on and basically what happened was after the the second lp which was the the red uniforms mm-hmm. um the band got put off the road well i'll rephrase that the band the band got officially put off the road with orange institution i don't know if you remember the time if you were in balamacarra uh, no, I don't think you know you wouldn't have been in Balamacarra because that was about 80, 87, 88. And um, Balamacarra came out one year in the 12th. If you, do you remember, they were dressed in fancy dress. That's right, yep. Right. Now, and, and it went down a storm. It went down a storm. Everybody was talking about it. It was a big thing. Over here at the time, there was a lot of politics with, with the associations. And because over here, we are different from Northern Ireland. We had our first flute band association and every band had to be a member of it or you couldn't walk in with the orange or blacks, etc. And um, there was a lot of politics going on about things. Obviously, the political uh, intervention with certain bands carrying standards and so forth. And it was there was creating a bit of a problem with the, the hierarchy at that time. And I just thought, nothing untowards. We'd actually got dragged into a meeting where the all district masters were in forum to speak to all the bands, that this will not happen, that will not happen, and this, etc., etc. And that was fine. And I just felt there was a lot of pressure within the band scene. And it's a, it's a day, it's a big day. We should be enjoying it and having a laugh and a carry on. And I decided to go out and buy tinsel wigs, and basically off the springboard, the ball of my carrot with the, 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 the fancy dress scenario. And I bought tinsel wigs and we got uh, Mickey Mouse hats for the drummers and the colour party had maybe a Donald, I can't remember exactly. And leaving the park, great laugh. Everybody was in good spirits, the lodge, the dish, great spirits, not a problem. And we started to leave Kelvin Grove Park and as we're coming out, and the crowds in those days and they were just going ballistic and obviously the band had a big big following and they were as they say bouncing when we were playing they were all bouncing about and everything else but the hierarchy had come back into the field and they went ballistic when they seen this but we weren't trying to be derogatory we weren't trying to 
bring the institution or bring the day down. It was just a bit of fun. Let's liven it up a wee bit. And they came, when it came over, to, they went, I mean, they went really, really over the top on it <clears throat> and started this and shouting, we'll put you off the road, get them off. It was, it was a bit of a bullahoo about it. And I ended up being the sort of strong-minded person I was at the time. I, I just, I didn't take it. I just turned and said, listen, let me tell you something. So he's usually putting Abdi off the road. And I just turned around to the band and goes, pointed to the band, everybody on the pavement. I took the band out the parade and put them on the pavement. And subsequently, further down the line, it went to Grand Lodge and everything else. And we got banned for this. We got banned for it. So this brings us on to the bit of the question you're asking. We're we, we being banned. Back in those days, it was a scenario of when your band get put off the road, you usually were away and you're hiding for six months and come back out on a, a new name. That was the way things were done. No band had been put off the road and came back as their name. But I thought about it. After all the work it had done and what, what the band had been through and everything else, and I went to band practice and I spoke to her. I said, listen, once we'd, we'd, we'd heard the news, we're actually, you're banned, you're sindied, extra. I said, well, listen, it's up to you. Listen, if some of you feel it's important for you to walk in the orange parades and everything else, by all means, go, go and join another band. I said, but I'm no fold in the band because we're off the road. There's mere life to the band than just the Orange Institution. I wasn't anti-Orange by any stretch yeah. of the imagination, but I just felt, wait a minute, that's Arnold Dane. So we kept the band going, and it had never been done before. And um, and that's how the following year, we ended up coming up with black suits, and that parade, we didn't get walking in, obviously, the parades here. We were still allowed to walk with apprentice boys and things like that. And um, I think we walked with the blacks, we couldn't do the 12th of July. We ended up walking with uh, the Independent Orange Order down in Larne. Okay. So we never missed it in the 12th. So we went to do that subsequently. But but that time as well, we were going more into the melody music. And um, there was a big guy at that time came over from Londonderry. He came to work in Glasgow. He played with a Churchill. And a big guy, big guy, Davy. Um, and he made approaches to the band, and spoke to him to come down, ah, great, we'll join it. But then I find out that he could read music, right? right. So, <laughs> I band practice, because he could read music. I says, what are you doing tonight? He says, no, nothing, I'm half the morning or whatever. I says, right, and I come on up my house. So I take him up the house, <laughs> and I knew, I knew basics of music. Uh -huh. I you know a great deal, because once again, as I explained, Nobody was here to help. Nobody offered to teach. And the hand was put out for anybody to try and help us. And there was nobody forthcoming. Nobody helped us. But Big Davy had a good knowledge of music. And he, and he pointed out to me that that's this, that's that, that's this, that's that. Then he got in my house about 2 o'clock in the morning. So, <laughs> <laughs> but by that time, I was a sponge. Then yeah. it said to me, I absorbed it. And I took him home. And I sat there about 5 in the morning. And I had a tune, never forget it, Silent Victor. Right. And I deciphered the first, the seconds, and the Fs that night. I was just so, so engrossed in it. And that's where the springboard came for you after that. Because by that time, um, that's when I decided, right, I'm going for Fs and get the piccolo one. Yeah. And that took us down more of the transition of chorus drum type of music. And that's so where that came from. Brilliant. And so we had, we had coming in and 
me realizing the potential with the, with the music and everything else. Because beforehand, as I said, we were all ABC. And then yeah. brought that. And I remember bringing the, the people that, once again, as you say, all the bands were all out with these new uniforms, doing this, doing that, etc., etc. We had to go in a different direction. The color scheme was totally different, gone black. But because of the obsession with the guards, the peak caps came in. But the peak caps weren't in fashion when we brought them in. The only people who were wearing it, we go back to bands like The Onward and uh, bands like that. So yeah. we brought the peak caps in. Some guys were a wee bit, oh, no way to wear peak caps. Uh-huh. But as soon as you got the cap pulled, they came down the following week with the hair all shaved off and thought it was a dog's bollocks. <laughs> um, and that's where that's where the major step on the evolution of going down the guards trail sort of came from. Whenever you learn how to read music, it changes the game, doesn't it? Most definitely. It's I know it's a bit of a chore for a kid that comes in to learn how to play an instrument and for the first few weeks you're working on how to teach them the music. Um as a bit of a chore, but see, once you've got it, the greatest thing in the world. Yeah. Now, I'm still learning, and as all my guys, we're all still, there's guys there that's no bad sight readers, there's guys that they, they, they can read the staff notation, but they couldn't play the tune unless I go through it with them, things like that, but we all read staff notation, and you can't, it, as it comes back to the point, right, you're playing you're, you're playing a crotch, you're holding it for one, you're playing a minimum, you're holding it for two, etc., etc. You don't have to tell them to hold it for two because they know this now. Yeah. And it's, it is, it's an invaluable tool to anything that we play anymore. We couldn't do it any other way. And I would highly recommend it to anybody. I know oh, it can definitely. be a bit of a chore, but most definitely um, the way to go. No, but it definitely lifts the progress of the bond up because you can move a heck of a lot quicker when there's music reading capabilities. Yes, but at the same time, um, we, we, we were on a track where I knew where I wanted to go. And it got to a stage, and I remember speaking to the band at practice, says, listen, I've really taken you as far as I can take these. I can't take these any further. My ability and knowledge is what you have got. says, I'm learning as you are learning. I'm learning every time... I go to do something to write a score, but I'm learning. But I, I really can't take you to another level or take you so forth and so on. So at that time, I can't remember how it came about, but a good friend of the band, um, Wally Young, who ended up coming down to conduct the band on a, on a few occasions. Um, I remember Wally coming down and basically asked if we came down and gave some advice and help us and point us in directions. And he duly did, he duly did. Um, and the way we ended up with a relationship where I used to teach the band what I wanted them to play, because I was fast track. I was a fast track teacher. I wasn't too concerned about the band playing it impeccably on the first day. As long as the bones were there, mm-hmm. they would practice it during the week. So there was room for, there was room for moving about and so forth. But I would teach them. And then when we were going to do things, concerts or stuff like that, Big Wally would come in and clean it all up. You know what I mean? So when we'd done the concert, um, me and a boy who was a fantastic member of the band, a great fluter as well, a boy Brian Whitehall for Liverpool. Well, me and me and Brian, we worked on the programme for the concert that we'd done. Yeah. And um, I would do a lot of the arrangements on, on what I wanted to play. Brian would help by doing all the parts and doing arrangements. So we, we worked together on that and we compiled 
the whole programme for the concert. And we worked with the band on it. Wally would come in every week, right, okay, let's go through. But he would point out things that I wouldn't notice and say, listen, that bit there's too too dirty. This bit here is no, et cetera, et cetera. And Wally was invaluable for that. And that's the partnership came up with that, which obviously enhanced the band on its abilities as well. But as I said to you before, to this day, we're still learning. Every wee trick we learn, you'll pass it on to the guys. And that's really hit, Glenn. One of the other things I want to, and you're, you're already hitting some of this stuff, but I wanted to ask you a bit about the positives that being in a band has brought to your life. What have you got out of it? What have I got out of it? Very hard for me to say what I've got out of it. Um, there's been many times, many enjoyment factors, um, many things that we've done has been quite emotional and, and things like that. Um, there, there has been great experiences, probably the greatest experience in my life, which will never be surpassed, is the day we did a wee concert on the battlefields of the Boyne. Um, that was very emotional, very, very emotional. Um, that and one when we did the Queen's Diamond Jubilee, um, the greatest day, as in marching, the, mm -hmm. in the Boyne where we were sitting, but to march. I remember come walking down by St James's Palace, and bear in mind wearing the Cavs uniform, and their uniforms were made by the Guards Taylor, mm -hmm. and uh, so that there is no, there is there's nothing different between them, <laughs> um, which a few questions has been asked about that. But we came by St James's Palace and all the officers came out to watch the parade and they were on their mess dress and you see them standing staring at us, looking mm -hmm. going, where, where, where are they? They obviously thought, because it was on the same day as a trip to the colour and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And um, so, yes, I, 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 very strong moments like that. Um, but it sounds to me like, you know, it sounds to me listening to you, Andy, that, you, you know, that you've developed some level of organisational skills you know, that has come from, you know, having this group of 60 people that you've needed to, to whip into shape or whatever. Yeah. You, you found ways of being able to, to communicate with people, you know, yeah. and, and try and get people all heading, you know, to follow a vision and, and go in a particular direction, well, you know, and that's... I, 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 what I would say, without blowing my own trumpet, where are people agree with on those are material, because I don't really listen to a lot of people at the best of times. Um... I, I know I have man management skills. At the end of the day, I know who to ball and shout at, which I, I'm not as bad now. I'm not as bad. But I know who to ball and shout at, but I know who to put put my arm round. Um, I, I've seen me at times, because people will laugh and they'll tell you what I'm like in the band practice. I can ball and shout. And, but there's a lot of hilarity in the band practice, I have to say. They do keep you on your toes. But I've seen maybe I've went off and one at a guy and during the break, when we're having tea and a bite tea and whatever, I'll spit them over saying, hypothetically, John, come here. Say, listen, you know the script, kid? That's no personal. It's band business. You do understand. I know, I know bigging. I know bigging. I, I don't, one thing I don't do, I don't take it out. I know sometimes and through all the years, I've maybe went, went over the top at times and there's no three questions to it. I, I do admit that. But at the end of the day, I am there for every member in that band's back. When they're in this band, when they're not in the band, different thing. At the end of the day, I have a, a philosophy. That's 
one of our wee mottos that you'll be aware it's more than just a band but for some of us for some of us it's more than just a band some of them can say it but the words don't really mean anything but for some of us it is more than just a way of life and it, for me particularly it is but at the same time we don't do you know what a clique is? yeah right well the expression of the clique, we don't allow cliques in the band at the end of the day where are you got on me a, B, or C makes no difference. Use it all in the one band. You stay with each other. You love with each other, etc., etc. And and that's the sort of mentality I've tried to bring bring the band up in. Same as well. I find a guy, and he, his lights were going to get cut off, and his gas getting cut off. The band will play it. Just play the band up there. We'll, we try to look after everybody in the way we can. Um, but as I say, the management skills. Some people might disagree with, but they don't know. People who talk about me, Glenn, don't really know me. Mm-hmm. If you do know me, they'll tell you a different story. But at the end of the day, I'll run for here to hell for any guys in the band. All right. And I suppose one of the other things is, is obviously you, the, the scholar, celebrating. Is it 40 years this year? <laughs> yeah, 40 years, yeah. 40 years, <laughs> man. So, I mean, obviously, maybe your some of your things that you had planned in terms of celebrating that, that anniversary, maybe I've had to go to the wayside with the way things yeah. have been going with the pandemic and stuff, you know, but, yeah. you know, is there, I know you've mentioned a couple of things, but what, what did you potentially have planned for this year? How are you planning on celebrating your 40th anniversary? Well, the big thing, the big conclusion was the, the 40th anniversary dance this Saturday night in the Crown Plaza, which is what a five-star hotel in Glasgow. It's one of the biggest in Glasgow. They held it there, I think, for our 30th, if I can remember right. But um, that was a big, big event with people coming from all over, from as far as Aberdeen, from London, from, from Morn to Londonderry. We had people from everywhere coming to us. We're very fortunate that we built a rapport up with people all over the place. Um, so that was the conclusion to the, to the year. Um, which is officially my 40th anniversary. But we were intending to come out with our new uniforms this year. Um, But that's been put back in the back burner. We're actually slowly putting that together. Um, We we were actually going to release a new CD. Um, We're going into the hall to record. We have have our own sort of recording studio and stuff. So we're going to go in and knock that out and bring a CD out. Um... And there was a host of other things that we're, we're going to get involved with. But obviously, in these trying times and so forth, everything's just closed down. The band's been closed down now since the start of the epidemic in March. We've right. never been together. We had a meeting. And when, when they released, when they lifted part of the lockdown a couple of months, uh, six weeks ago, uh-huh. and we were going to come back. We had a meeting with them. What do you want to do, etc. And the general conceptions was... As soon as let's get back together as quick as we can. A, few, a couple of boys had reservations about the, the pandemic and things and about coming in that. So it, it didn't materialise, obviously. But during the last three months or so, whatever, there was a realisation there. We're, we're not getting back together here. So we had a lot with the funds that we had. We, we lost out on a lot of major funds this year because we had a lot of things all planned for fundraising, for paying for our uniforms and and going into our new guards, which is no wasn't coming out to the following year. So we decided to invest money into the band hall. So we, we've ripped the band hall apart and re, basically rebuilt it and redone the whole thing up. And um, that's coming to a conclusion. That's kept me and some other guys, no, the whole band, just some other guys, yeah. they'll give their time up to to do that. 
Um, so that's about the only thing we've got forward to. We've got to look forward to coming back to to a new ambience. I've been, we've tried to do as much as we can, make sure we're air system is 100% working, where air conditions are 100% working, we've got the hand sanitizers, all the things that needed to be in place. But as I say, everything really just came to a halt. The things that were planned, particularly uh, the CD, because that was a that was a major, it was something we hadn't done for a long time. Yeah. Um, but once again, going to go in a different direction with that. No, everybody will assume they'll come out with the marches this and the marches that. That wasn't the case. Um, it was a case of, right, let's put this together, let's go. Because we enjoy playing in it. What I have over the last few years, nothing is out of bounds anymore. Uh, yeah. Nothing's out of bounds. Particularly when we go in and do um, like indoor things over here. Um, it's no concerts, I say, but we'll come out and play a range of music. Sometimes it works, sometimes at Disney. But we, we, we go out with... Uh, a repertoire that we wouldn't play in the street, and it's and it takes time to, to to learn these things and so forth. Once again, referring back to when you were discussing the music, and for anybody that's listening, that's the beauty of the music. Don't need to memorise it. Yeah, just sit. It's in front of you. Learn how to play it. Follow the music. You kind of go wrong. Yeah. Um, but no, there's nothing. There's really nothing there that we can do about anything. We're planning, don't be wrong, the plans are still in motion for my new uniforms, which will be a wee bit of a surprise for people when they see this one. Um, but the guards is your uniform. That is your uniform. And we will never detract from that. Um, some will try to emulate it. No successfully, I may add, but um, <laughs> that is your uniform. And when we come down that road, everybody knows who it is. That's all. And um, that is getting put into place because the one we've got has seen its day and we need to, well, it's no fit for purpose anymore. It's, no, it's still seen its day, but it's no fit for purpose in size-wise. Mm -hmm. So we need to replace that, which was going to be next year, but like everything else, it has to be pushed on another year. But it never stops, Glenn, at the end of the day. I um, It's hard not being at practice. Um, it, it's hard. I don't, it's not affecting me too much, I must admit. The only thing that did affect me was on the 12th of July morning, or well, 13th, that affected me. Um, I had a wee gathering around the back and we had the band flying in all my bunting and stuff. And you sat and contemplated what the day was and I felt it then. But apart from that, there's nothing we can do. There's no point in moaning or crying about it. Just look, let's look to the future, keep it going, yeah. let's keep. And music's my thing. I'm into the music. It doesn't matter what it is. As long as it's there and we can write it, we can play it, and we can enjoy it, great. That's Happy it. days. No, I'm, I'm looking forward to that, obviously. I mean, I, I got wind that these guys were potentially looking into recording. And yeah. you see that I was really, like, kind of going back <laughs> to see what you are coming up with next. And obviously you're thinking that you're maybe a, there's an evolution coming there as well, you know. And I have to say, I mean, every everything that you've brought out of all has... You've always taken yourselves a, a step further, and I have to say, oh, my my favorite CD from you guys is, is Prince of the Realm. I absolutely love that. See that, that, that that's don't be wrong. It's it's sold well, yeah. and and for bandsmen. But see, this is where we have to we have to define bandsmen, Glenn. Uh -huh. At the end of the day, there's bandsmen and there's bandsmen. 
There's joiners and there's joiners. <laughs> and really, at the end of the day here, let's not beat about the bush. There's certain guys come into band for There's guys out there don't know the difference between a bed flat and a B flat. Yeah. And <laughs> at the end of the day, the, the, this is the See, this is why I'm not a social media person. Like me, China, I'm very friendly with John. We go All back right. a long way. And you know yourself, John doesn't do the social media. But that's a wee point and interest for you. See if you, and I don't know if the same applies to Northern Ireland. If you look at all the bands over here, all the main players and the long-term servers in the bands, like to your Brock Spons, like to your Lat Calls, like to your Netherton Roads, etc., etc., etc. The old teeds are no media friendly. Mm. Stay away from it. Because it's, it's a young guy's thing now. But the point being is, you can get somebody who can go on that social media and they can spout one load of rubbish. I, I, I would bite at that. So that's why I do it. That's why I stay away from it because, <laughs> like to yourself, talk to somebody with experience. I, I have um, a great pleasure in speaking to people and a respect for people who have put an input into bands. But see somebody that's been there for a cough and a spit, and somebody that's there just wanting a pat in the back, it's no fun, me. You know what yeah. I mean? But it, it's a different world now, and it's a harder world for the band fraternity. But, well, it is, it is, and I, and I think it, you know, that we're, you know, I, one of the things I've been talking to some people about is, you know, during the, the pandemic thing is, you know, there, there's a real sense of, you know, you don't know what you've got till it's gone almost, you know, yeah, real, yeah. You know, a sense of, you know, wanting to get back and, you know, what the bond really means to people and stuff, you know. And oh, I, yeah, but see, see, at the same time, if, if anybody's honest with herself, um, I made, I made this um, prediction way back before this started, when it was just kicking in, and I made a prediction in the band all myself, I don't know, do not be surprised that we lose the big walk in the 12th and everything else. Ah, you're talking rubbish, you're talking rubbish. And that was before it became serious, yeah. because you could see the way this was going. I've already made a prediction as well, and mark my words on it, it will affect all bands. If any band thinks they're going to be immune for this, they're living in a dream world, there's going to be casualties in bands. Yeah. Like, so, you know, for, for guys to be away from the bands, this long, if they can live without the band and it's not affecting them too much, well, why do you need to go back? Yeah. And the wife will go, wait a minute here. We have no bought up the bands for six months, seven months, eight months. We are, we are no different. I, I expect your band to have a couple of casualties here and there. But once again, the band will go on. It goes on. doesn't matter who's there and who's no there. As long as there's a will, there's a way. Um, but uh, as, as unsettling times, and the sooner we can come back the, together, the better. But... Yeah. When that'll be, nobody really knows, do we? I know, I know, because I was talking to big, uh, big Andy Robertson, you know, from the, the Blackridge. Yeah. And he was, he was saying the same, and you know, he says he was, he was worried, uh, you know, about maybe the future for them in terms of because people are getting used to, they not having the, the, the be a bond practice and getting used to being without the bond and so on. And yeah. he was, he was worried because they don't obviously have an influx of new, new blood in the bonds, and and, yeah. and there's no real, you know, sense of development there and, and things, you yeah. know, but. I know that here there's been a galvanization of the bonds, you know, there's Good. a real, you Good. know, coming together of, you know, and finding new ways of connecting with each other and stuff, you yeah. know, some people holding their practices over Zoom and all that kind of thing, you know, and, yeah. you know, still doing things together to try and yeah. keep Good. that contact going, you know what I mean? So yeah. um, I think it, it's, you know, there's, it, it's going to, it's going to force us into maybe some new ways of doing things and, you yeah. know, re, you know, reassessing how we normally would have went about um, things and because we can't take things for granted anymore. And, no, no. You know, and I think that that's maybe a good thing for us as well, you know, that yeah. it brings that, what you've been talking a lot about then is that natural 
evolution of things and yeah. stuff as well, you know. So I'm hoping we're hoping that we can get back out on the road soon. Hopefully, it will you know something will happen. But you know, we just have to sit tight and and that's just you, you know. So I think oh, yeah. you've got to have faith in it. I, but once again, as I was saying before, with the expression, there's bandsmen and there's bandsmen. Those guys who are bandsmen, they will be there. These guys who talk the part. I mean, at the end of the day, as, as an expression, I've heard many people talk about with uh, the social media thing, with the Facebook thing, which I don't do. Um, I, I see it noon again, but it's not a thing that I follow. Um, for, because as I said before, there's too many people on these things who talk the talk, but don't do the walk. Mm-hmm. And really at the end of the day here, um, and, and this climate, and I mean, I, I'm, I'm the one interested what somebody had for their dinner. You know, I mean, it's of no interest to me. Um, but it's, it's if if you're a true barnsman, if it's installed in you, it will you, you'll, you'll be you'll be okay. We'll get there. Yeah. But these guys who want to come on media things and get party, oh, I'm this again. Oh, yeah, chase yourself. But we, we do have to just, as you say, work in the best way we can. We are, we are. We are sitting here. In fact, we've just actually had our, our floats major, majorly, majorly overhauled. And if we tap to bottom, they're sitting in me just now. And we've spent a fortune on it. It's the same as with drums. With drums are away down to London. They've been all... We, we couldn't do this if this pandemic wasn't here. Yeah. But the drums are away to be emblazed. So they get done the same way as the guards get done. We all the new crest done in the gold leaf and everything else because we don't believe in transfers. So they don't get them all done. Um, and they're a, a massive expense as well. But once again, uh, it comes back to things are in place for the band. You can just hope that, that the personnel will feel the same when you see their new uniform and they've got their new flutes, they've got their new drums, etc., etc., etc. And that you get the lift from it. Hopefully, there's enough eagerness there that they've missed the band for this long. But the problem being is, as far as my trainer thoughts concerned, I can hand out instruments tomorrow and everything else. But they're going to sit and practice. I mean, the answer was no. Way back in the beginning, when this kicked off, yeah, bands kept trying. But you, I've spoke to numerous people and went, I could do bottom ass. I'll pick it up now again. The, 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 but they've, they've no gave up. They've no gave up the, uh, the the ghost on it. They're uh-huh. still strong bandsmen, but the the emphasis that we need to practice, need to practice, need to practice, that isn't there just now. At the end of the day, let's face it, there's a lot more things to worry about than playing a flute. Yeah. As soon as it's there, and it's like, as they say, once you learn to ride a bike, it'll no go away. Same thing with a flute, it'll no go away. And it comes back to another adage, how bad do you want it? If you want it bad enough, you'll wait for it. And I, I'm, I'm quite optimistic um, about the future and, and what the band's going to do and everything else. And that's where I get my inspiration and, and encouragement for it. Um, and yes, I keep it going. While I'm here um, at the helm, uh, things will go. Whether people like it or not is immaterial to me because it's a philosophy of mine. I don't do things for my ego trip. Because I certainly don't have an ego trip and anybody that really knows me will tell you that. What's done is done for the best of the band as a whole, not for the individual. It doesn't make any difference whether somebody agrees with something or somebody doesn't agree with it. If a majority of the band thinks that's the way we should go, well, that's the way we go. Tough tips for the other one. It's, it's the way the band has always been. Um, but what is best for... Whether, even if I don't agree with it, but if, it's, if you have to do something, it's for the best 
it's the best for the band. You need to go that route. You need to do everything which is best for the band. And we are slightly different because we've got our own premises, our own kit room and all these things. Um, but once again, we need to pay for them. Because yeah. it's a because there's a shutdown, they're not turning around saying, "Aye, you don't have to pay for it." <laughs> We're still going to pay the rent. We're still going to pay the rates, etc., etc. As it is, but no, I'm 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 quite uh, optimistic for when we do get back and all guns firing again. I think there'll be a new charge of life. But in saying that, I do honestly believe there'll be casualties. I definitely do believe that. No, I, th- I think you're right. I think we, we can't have anything but that, you know, in regards to, you know, just the, the way things are, are panning out and stuff, you know, but I think, you know, you, as you say, it'll, you know, the, 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 the stalwarts, you know, the diehards will still, they'll still be there and they'll, they'll bring people along with them and stuff, you know, and, yeah. you know, and I think I'm looking forward to this. So hopefully, you know, it'd be great to see you guys back here as well, you know, at some point in the future yeah. and, you know, and and connect with you guys again too. You know, and I think you know there's a there's a great affinity here. Um, oh, most definitely. You know, and most uh, definitely. I have to say, sorry to interrupt you. The the courtesy and respect that we get for the people in Northern Ireland is unfounded. It's very humbling, very very humbling at times. We we walk in East Antrim on the twelfth day, and if we can get back in time to come up. The, up for the Queen's Bridge, up the Temple Moor, and the reception that the band gets and the people that turn out to see us. Um, as I say, it's, it's a very emotional, humbling experience. We're very, very fun. It's the same thing with Londonderry. Um, the band had a great time up there. I think it was 26, 27 years we went there. The affiliation that we built up with Wally King and the people, the people in the fountain in Londonderry is something that couldn't even be emotionally explained um, and it's something that the band does miss. It does miss London Dairy. A, boy, a lot of boys still go over for Dairy Day, but it's that appreciation for what the band's trying to do. And it's the same for the East Belfast, because it's really the only two places um, that we go to. Scarver is another one, wrong. To me, Scarver's jewel, the jewel in the crown. Oh, yeah. Um, look, look, I look forward to it every year. Um, we're very fortunate with the lodge we walk in Glen Gormley. Um, they, they've been 100% behind us for 30 years as well. So we, have, we are very fortunate in the respect that's shown to us by all parts of Blood and Thunder, Melody Bands, everybody. And we're very fortunate in that, in that aspect. But once again, we're trying to conduct ourselves in a manner where don't have them going about, ah, oh, we are this, we are that, because we are nothing. We are just the same as everybody else. We're just trying to do things your way. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And But you are right, we, and we do enjoy. Unfortunately, we've not got anywhere to stay next year if we can walk, because mm-hmm. we're hotel shut down, yeah. um, which is a bit of a wrench, I have to say. Yeah, um, yeah the Park Avenue, yeah. Well, I've been staying in the Park Avenue for about 38 years, and that was a shock. That was a major shock. But we'll find somewhere. There's things there's things in the plans. But the East is a place where they'll put the hand of friendship and they've opened their arms to us. And, and it is recognised and appreciated. And as I said before, um, particularly there in London, Derry and the Fountain, it's very humbling at times when people come out to do that for you for a wee daft, dopey Scottish band coming off for the weekend type thing. But as appreciated. As well, appreciated. You, you're, you're far from a wee dopey Scottish band, aren't they? Um, so, uh, 
Listen, man, I, I just want to say that that's probably a good place for us to, to be yes. bring out there the, the, the conversation or not element, the, the clues there. I think there's been yeah. there's loads of great stuff there for me to put a, an episode together. I mean, and I, I believe you did you celebrate a birthday? Was it yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> I already know what he is, George, so we'll just say it's happy birthday, mate. You know, Thank you very much. I'm, as, as, I'm not a, as I said before, I'm not a, a person to stand on ceremony and look for pats in the back and I play everything down to me. It's just, don't get me wrong, that's why we had to conduct an interview an hour later because the kids were all up and so forth. Uh-huh. Um, it's not a thing for me. Um, I, I, I'm 60. I'm off 60. Um, Fortunately enough, for what I've been told, I don't look 60. Um, also, as well, I don't feel 60. I certainly don't feel 60. But I'll give you a wee, a wee, a wee, t- uh, not a t- I'm say a wee, I, I can't remember what, you would, what phrase you would use for this, but an inspiration for me, a major, major inf- uh, inspiration to me. I met a man many years ago. Um, I can't remember if it was in London Derry I met him or I met him at the, the Ulster Championships. And there's a man that's world renowned, and you may know him yourself. There's a man called Wally Douglas for Above Eva. Uh-huh. Now, Wally, I spoke to him and they were talking away and everything else. And he was a major a major influence and inspiration to me when music helped me out. And he, for the, the, in fact, the Prince of the Realm thing. He was one of the guys who gave me a lot of the music today that. And that was, once again, as you talked about the Road to Rail things and everything else, that was an, al- that was an album that came about by mistake. It, it, it wasn't pre-thought. What had actually happened was, I was going through, I was gave a big bag of music and by somebody who had passed on and somebody says, Andy, you want it? I says, oh, I'll take it. Hmm. And I was going through this, this manuscript score and there wasn't a name on it and I was deciphering it. And I wasn't the fastest sight reader, but deciphering it. The tune turned out to be Senior Service by yeah. Wally Love. And uh-huh. I went, I've never heard of that, Wally Love. And that story came about where I was talking to Wally Douglas, how many tunes did Wally Love actually write, et cetera, et cetera. And then it became apparent how many had wrote. And that, and I went, you know what? You're going to make a CD with his, his music. And I, I had to say, I, I did get a kick out of doing that. But... At the end of the day, the, the inspiration thing for you, Wally, yourself, I remember he was about 85. I, I think he died in about the 90s, about age 90, maybe 92, I can't remember. And I always remember when he used to shake the man's hand. Even at 85, his horns were like shovels because I think he was a big farmer. <laughs> and at 85, I always remember him walking through Londonderry, still playing the piccolo at the age of 85. Yeah. And I'm saying to myself, I wish I, I hope I can get to that. And that is an inspiration for me when a man can walk that London Derry parade playing a piccolo at 85. I don't know when he stopped doing it. I know he still walked it up to the end, but that's where my inspiration comes on. And it keeps for me to keep going when you know 85 and he's still playing a piccolo. I'm still a pup compared to that. Mm-hmm. But no, you're right enough. Um, as a, as in fact, this is one of the only times I've remembered my birthday because y'all keep telling me because it's not really an issue for me. There's two days of the year, Glenn, I'll finish that. There's two days of the year that's the most important days to me. 
It was the 12th of July and the 25th of December, Christmas Day. Yeah. The rest of the year, I don't remember birthdays, particularly the week's anniversary, etc., etc. <laughs> but the two days I always remember is the 12th of July and Christmas Day. And that's me. That's how it works. Brilliant. Listen, Andy, I, again, I can't, I can't thank you enough, man, for, for taking the time out to, to, to speak to me. And uh, I mean, that's hard to believe, but we've been we've been talking here for about two hours and so on. Well, you that's know? nothing. I'm sorry to interrupt again. Uh, that's nothing. I, I did tell you I can gab from Britain and people will tell you one day you you get on the phone, you'll most stop. But when it's about bands, Glenn, I don't mind. I don't well, mind. you know what, man, I, I, I say thank you very much. And I know You're you... Welcome. Um, you, you kind of you, you don't let you know as you've said a number of times you don't you want you're not looking for the lame night and stuff but all i really no. wanted to do was to kind of was to feature the the bond in yeah. some shape or form because as i say you're meant you, the, in the book these are mentioned you know quite a few times in terms uh. of you know <laughs> the influence that you do know, because i've run about listening to the tapes and yeah. everything you know and uh you know at some point i have to say like you know there was times when i obviously in the raven days and i was like kind of going those guys are messing with those marches. What are they doing? <laughs> They're chasing them about, you know. So, but by the um, way, I'm sorry to interrupt you again, just as a wee point. Pride of Raven had an influence on me as well. Right. Because when I was going into the marches, Pride of Raven were playing all these marches. Uh -huh. And they were playing with the rubber. This is before I started to do Counter Melody. Pride of Raven were playing Counter Melody. That's right. They were already yeah. playing first and seconds. There wasn't a pickle or F's or anything. And that, I remember following them a couple of times. But just one wee thing, you'll remember this one. This is a major influence on the marches to me. Uh-huh. Pride of the White Hole. Yeah. Do you remember the LP they oh, brought yeah. it? Oh, I true and trusty and all on it. True and trusty. Well, that, yeah. that was a major influence on me on playing marches. Big influence. The, obviously, that was all first flipping as well. There wasn't the count of melodies. Yeah, there wasn't that, no. They, and as I said before, as Pride, Pride of the Raven as well had a major influence because we are only banned in East Belfast at that time who was playing that sort of music. That's and I right. remember following them a couple of times and they were playing excellent at the time. Never changed their style, even to well, this day. Good. Thanks yeah. very much. I'm just coming. Oh, you're welcome. Here. And, Sorry uh, if I kept you on too long, but no, as, no, I did, no. as I did warn you, you start talking to me about bands. <laughs> it's, it's my life. I know nothing else. Aldi, amazing. Absolutely amazing conversation. Oh, you're I really, really appreciate it. And you're I'm welcome. just going to make an absolutely cracking episode. So... No, All righty, no. well, listen, take it easy and enjoy and you. your evening. You take care as well. And I'll see All you right. when we come over. I can, yeah, put a, I can put a face to the name, you know what I mean? No worries. <laughs> Sounds good to me, mate. All right. Okay, you take care. Take it easy, man. Right, thank, thank you. you. So there you go, folks. That's the end of episode number two in our second season. And I have to say, that was an absolutely fantastic conversation that I had with Andy. I mean, even listening back to it while I was editing this, I was um, taken aback by the, the openness of, the, uh, of Andy and just the stories that he was sharing and just even laughing again at, at some of the things that we uh, were sharing together. And uh, what an amazing way to kick off the brand new season of the Made to Parade podcast. Absolutely fantastic. And a big thank you to Andy for taking part on the podcast. Really, really appreciate it. Next week, we have Mark Reilly, the Sergeant Major with the US Old Guard Fife and Drum Corps. And uh, again, another amazing conversation I had with Mark recently. And it was just amazing how much that we connected with each other in terms of how similar 
our stories were and, and how we got involved in in bonds and uh, even though he was growing up in new york and i was growing up in belfast it's amazing just how much of our stories have crossed over with each other and uh it was absolutely fantastic conversation i can't wait for you to to listen to that i'll be out really really soon as well so make sure that you check that out and the best way of making sure that you don't miss an episode of the podcast is subscribe so get on if you're on apple get on apple podcast and subscribe remember we're on amazon which means you can get us on alexa we're on everywhere we're on google podcasts we're we're everywhere so make sure that you subscribe to the podcast and and never miss an episode especially with the the guests that we have lined up for this season and we've also got something really special lined up we're actually going to do some bonus content this time around as well and we have some interviews lined up with authors of books of interest to um the bond scene and our first one's going to be a girl called nicola pierce um and she's a writer funnily enough from dublin and she's written a number of historical fiction books and two of them in particular we're going to focus in on One's called Behind the Walls, which is about the siege of Derry, and the other one's called Kings of the Boyne, which is about the whole lead-up and the Battle of the Boyne, and it follows the journey of the the apprentices from the Sherrard family, and uh, really, really looking forward to that conversation, uh, and I know Nicola is as well, and um, she really wants to, to share about these two books in particular, so make sure you, you check us out for those. Um, so my book's still available, um, and uh, available on Amazon, £10 on paperback, seven eighty nine on Kindle. Um, we're not a kick in the teeth away from Christmas. Make sure you get a copy for someone that you love and share the story of Mia Dupree and get that positive narrative out there. Once again, a shout out to our patrons on Patreon. Uh, Susan McCann and Jackie Nesbitt who support us on a monthly basis. If you're interested in helping us out, then check us out on patreon.com forward slash made to parade if you want to get involved in the podcast you want to share your story tell people about how you found out you were made to parade then get in touch with us via our facebook page or email us at the podcast on made to parade book at gmail.com and once again thank you everybody for your support so that's it until the next episode look after yourselves and take it easy and here's the black skull to play us out <laughs> <laughs>